there's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. Hi, I'm Rose Rimler, and you're listening to Science Versus from Gimlet. Today on the show, we're celebrating our 13th season of Science Versus by telling you stories about the unlucky number 13 and about luck. And I came across this tale about a mysterious 13-legged animal. A few years ago, a diver in Bali uploaded a video of a strange creature creeping along the seafloor. The body of the creature looks kind of like someone cut up an old nubbly towel into 13 strips, while the head looks like a small balloon, a sphere that inflates two, three times its size and then shrinks back, and then expands and then shrinks back again. There's a crease in the middle of this balloon head, which gives it a vibe that is distinctly butt-like. You can see it on our Instagram or on our show page on Spotify. This creature was so weird-looking that it caused a bit of a media sensation. The video went viral and made headlines, with the Daily Mail screaming out, the mysterious creature with 13 legs and a jelly head, the mirror calling it a mysterious alien creature. And the sun said this bizarre creature left viewers baffled. I have a soft spot for spineless, gelatinous ocean creatures, and I didn't know what this was any more than the Daily Mail did. So I wanted to know, what exactly is this 13-legged sea monster? How could any creature have 13 legs? If you have an odd number of legs, wouldn't you just sort of go round and round in circles? Luckily, I found someone who has seen this mysterious creature in the flesh. I arranged to meet him at a tavern on a storm-tossed bay. Where over a pint of ale, he spun me a tale of the sea. Hi. Hi, Rose. Actually, I called him on Zoom. Nice to see you. Nice to meet you. His name is Julian Evans, and he's a marine biologist at the University of Malta. Malta is a small island country in the middle of the Mediterranean Sea. And he told me the story of his encounter with this freaky beast. It was an early fall day a few years back. He was scuba diving with a colleague doing a survey of the seafloor. They were about 60 feet below the surface, and the water was nice and clear. Off in the distance, they saw something very weird. There were these blobs of (laughs) jelly-like creatures um, just standing there, sitting there on the bottom, uh, moving about really slowly. A group of strange creatures on the sandy bottom He and his dive buddy swam closer. And obviously when you see something on the seabed that looks unfamiliar, uh, your first guess is that I'm too far, I just need to get closer and then I'll recognize what this thing is. But the closer we got, the weirder it became. (laughs) Julian was baffled, and baffled by being baffled. He's literally a marine biologist who grew up in Malta. Why had he never seen this creature before? And it didn't seem like his dive buddy, who had logged thousands of dives herself, had either. And, and we both looked at each other, sort of 
I mean, I could see her facial expression from behind the mask, trying to communicate that I've never seen this before. Well, what is it? Julian watched its strange inflatable head expanding and contracting. Initially, I mean, I, I had no idea what they were doing, but then uh, looking closely, it became clearer that uh, they have like a big mouth, which they were extending over the seabed. Julian realized that they were actually hunting. He saw that when the head expanded, it made a sort of dome over the seafloor, capturing little creatures that happened to be there, like crabs and snails. If you imagine yourself as being the crab, right? And suddenly you're enveloped by this gelatinous thing, uh, which then sort of closes upon you and there's no room for escape. So that's the beginning of the end. The crab is then swallowed whole and pulverized by the animal's gizzard-like stomach. Ingenious. But that still leaves some questions unanswered. Um, why does its head look like a butt? Like a butt? <laughs> so in some, in some pictures, you, you, <laughs> you get that impression, right? Don't you? It's like two cheeks. Yeah. <laughs> the crease, it turns out, is the opening of the mouth. When Julian got back on land, he figured out that this was a sea slug called Malibe viridis. So, not an alien. And you know, slugs famously don't have legs. But all those articles were flipping their lids about the 13 legs on this creature. So I asked Julian, what's that about? They're not actually legs. They're not used to move. These paddle-like things protruding off its body are actually structures called serrata. They basically help the animal breathe. And they also have a special superpower. The slug can drop them at will and regenerate them later. And that comes in handy if the slug is being attacked by a predator. Like if a fish nibbles at one, the slug can just sever it. So if it gets bitten, it actually loses one of them. And that gives it a a, a chance to try to escape. And in that way, the idea is to give the predator a bit, something they can work on, they can chew on. And in the meantime, the the main animal, so to speak, missing a body part, can try to run away to escape uh, before the predator realizes that it's gone. Body part dropped as a decoy, the slug can run away. Well, not run exactly. I mean, remember, it doesn't actually have legs. It'll sort of squirm away. The other big thing the headlines got wrong is that there aren't necessarily 13 of these serrata. As far as we can tell, they can have anywhere from 5 to 20. The one Julian photographed had 9. Maybe that variation is because they shed them so casually. So, unlucky 13, it's not a characteristic of the species. And this brings me back to the question of luck. Do you think that you um, were lucky to have stumbled on this creature? Well, in a way, yes. I guess I'm one of only very few people in my country who has seen these. So in that sense, uh, I seem to have been in the right place at the right time. So, and I guess you can say that that is lucky. Malibe viridis usually lives in tropical places like the Indian Ocean. But in recent years, it's been seen more often in new places where it hadn't been seen before. Julian and his dive buddy were the first scientists to report seeing it in Malta. And that suggests it might be starting to set up shop in the Mediterranean, like a lot of invasive species do. 
the fact that we saw it means that we have another uh, species that doesn't belong here, which has arrived. Invasive species are a big problem in the Mediterranean. Uh, yes. I think the Mediterranean has been called the most invaded sea in the world. Oh. It's, it, it, it's really bad. And why? Why is the Mediterranean such a hot spot? Well, first of all, um, there's the Suez Canal. The Suez Canal. It's an artificial trench that connects the Mediterranean and the Red Sea. It's where that big ship got stuck a couple years ago. Remember that? Well, that canal was opened in 1869, creating a passage between Europe and Asia so ships don't have to go all the way around Africa. And ever since then, new species have been swimming, floating, or hitching a ride through the canal and into the Mediterranean. And so it was lucky for your experience as a scientist and for this conversation that you stumbled across this group because it's rare, but it's unlucky that they're there at all, really. Exactly. So we don't know what this slug could do to the Mediterranean. Maybe nothing, but it might be something very weird. We'll just have to cross our fingers. Knock on wood, maybe? This was just a short segment from our full episode celebrating our 13th season. If you'd like to hear more science tales about luck and superstition, head over to our main feed and listen to the full episode. Just search for Science Versus in Spotify. That's Science VS. And click on When Science and Superstitions Collide. Thanks for listening. See you over there.